what is, what is the uh, 600 anniversary gift? That's what I was just, just trying to figure mm-hmm. out. Do we divide by 10 somebody. and go for the 60? Sure. Like, uh, and then just get 10 of them? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, let's see. 50 is the silver. 50 is the new 40, I thought. <laughs> no. Sorry. No, 50 is gold, my man. 25 yeah. is silver. What, what's, 70, what's 75? Platinum? Diamond, 75 probably? is diamond. Diamond, okay. So 60's got to be something between gold and diamond. Let's go so platinum. Like platinum, yeah. Yeah. Unobtainium. According to Hallmark, 60 is diamond. So... Ooh. Got to put a ring on it, Colson. <laughs> wow. You've been waiting for that for so Ten long. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> I waited too long. <laughs> for every digit. For... <laughs> I'm glad we skipped 59 because that's charity. <laughs> uh, Harper, when I give you those 10 diamond rings, you'll still have uh, one less than uh, Bill Russell. Mm. Shout out. Mm. Shout out. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You were listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is August 27th, 2022, and this is episode 600. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. Uh, This show, we're going to take our annual nerdy journey through the Pacers' regular season schedule. Joining me this week are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Good to see everyone. Good to have the crew back together. Uh, Shout out this week to my fam, my mom and dad, my sister are in town, hanging out with Ethan and, and having a good old time. And, uh... Providing some free childcare, and it is much appreciated. <laughs> nice. Coming in from Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer fans? Six, zero, zero, six hundred. You know, we uh, uh, Joey got the COVID, and he said, I can't make it this week. And we said, it's 600, and he manned up, so. Shout out, Joey. Shout out. Shout, shout out. out. Self shout out. Going to Beatables. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Happy brown number. Way to go. Yay! <laughs> Woohoo! It's good for the clip show. Yeah. Got a number divisible by 100. Yeah, so, uh, so Colson, yeah, you mentioned, uh, yeah, I do currently have the COVID gene <coughs> tested again today and uh, uh, still got it. So uh, if I sound a little, uh, a little different or coughing a little bit extra, uh, my apologies. But, uh, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Well, one of the things we love about uh, your voice, Joey, is that it's gravelly, and I think it's even more so now, so this might be your new thing. We might need to yeah. just be permanently on COVID for the show. <laughs> I'm going to uh, respectfully decline. Uh, Although, given the way but, this pandemic is show. going, it's, it'll happen every yeah. six months or so. so. Right, yeah. Maybe every 50th yeah. episode. Yeah. Try to time yeah. it that way. Can you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll get good at this, but uh, I'm going to 
try not to. <laughs> well, before we get into the show, I just want to remind folks that uh, this show is brought to you by you. If you head over to patreon.com slash undebeatables, you can support the longest-running Pacers podcast, which is us, for as little as a dollar per month at the higher tiers. There are uh, other perks, too. Colson, I know you've been spending, or you've been sending some, uh, for the premium listeners, uh, there, there's a, for the top shelf folks, there's a, a paid free, there paid free content, paid free, free paid content. content, free paid uh, content or something free like paid that. Content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a uh, free stuff once you've already paid for the membership, uh, for the, of the clip shows they are coming out early in, in Slack. Uh, so. Yeah, you get you get the, um, the early versions of it, so you can listen to the four-hour first version before it gets cut down to the hour and 45 minutes that it ends up being. You know, if you just um, hate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and have a little extra money. Yeah, have a little extra money. The other thing that I think was in there is, I, I, you know, you do get to see a little bit earlier, you know, a little more real-time when Colson starts to get worried about trades and... Um, you know, I don't know. We, we may or may not get into this today, but, uh, you know, there's some trade rumors, and uh, Colson's worried about the team blowing up and how it's going to affect everybody. So, I definitely did uh, go on a rant about that. So. Yeah. and But but I'm glad you've already worked uh, Westbrook into our lineup, and I'm yeah. excited to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have time for it, because I, I do need some help from my uh, uh, my three best Pacer friends, for sure. To help you work through hypothetical scenarios. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, it's that time of year. It's uh, late August, and the Pacers' schedule is out. Hey, Joe, uh, can I do a boomerang first? You can. Go for it. <laughs> it's the kind uh, of polish so, that you get for 600 episodes. In, uh, 600 yeah. episodes. So I'm going to, because I'm super technological, I'm going to unplug my headphones and then play this jingle on my computer so maybe you guys can hear it. I don't, I'm not guaranteeing it. Okay. A bango, H-O, baby. <laughs> I like that. Yes, that, I, I That was I the boomerang sound. I thought it was a DJ scratching I, I, I did, it too. Was a, it was a boomerang oh, yeah. sound. Yeah, so that was the boomerang sound. And then uh, the Jason's uh, Bango Ate Your Baby clip. That's the new boomerang. I like it. That's awesome. Sweet. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we haven't done a boomerang for a long time, but um, something interesting came across uh, the wire, and it made me think of you guys. Uh, Udonis Haslam came out uh, and said that he is returning to Miami for his 20th season in the NBA. Do the Heat know that? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently they're okay with it, as far as I can tell on the internet. So... What kind of um, dirt do you think he has on Mickey Aronson? So I want to go around uh, the proverbial table. And have you guessed the other, starting this season, the other nine players that are uh, that have played twenty seasons? So, that listen to that intro because that's important. Uh, Joey, wait, what's the question? Uh, <laughs> the other nine players that have played twenty seasons in the NBA, or that will be playing twenty seasons in the NBA starting this coming season. Okay, uh, let's see here. Are you okay? Did you have a stroke? Did you have a COVID-related stroke? <laughs> no, I've got the. I think I've got the fog. Um, <laughs> Name a guy there? that's played a long time. <laughs> yeah, Carl Malone. Carl Malone, no. <laughs> Jason. Uh, Pretty sure he played. Kevin a long time. Willis. Kevin Willis is correct. Yes. He's uh, active. No, 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 no not at, active. At this any is all point time. in time. At any point in time. Twenty seasons. Oh. But going into this season, we'll add another player. That's why I did that. Uh, okay. He started in, in, in 1984 and played till 2007. 21 seasons. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, it is. I got a guy, and uh, 
Hashtag comeback. Vince Sanity. Vince Sanity. Uh, he currently has the most uh, seasons on record. Uh, <sighs> started in uh, 98, played uh, till 2020, 22 seasons. Jesus. Did you say Vince Sanity or Lynn Sanity? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Vince Sanity. Lynn Sanity has okay. played in 20 leagues. 20 leagues. Okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, Joe. I think you're out uh, with the with the yeah. COVID fog. Uh, Jason, what you got? Uh, I want to say is wait a minute. No, uh, this is great radio. Let's go with. <laughs> uh, I'll clip it real short. <laughs> Kareem. Did Kareem play? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Excellent okay. uh, job. Uh, Sixty nine with the Milwaukee Bucks, nice. and then spent uh, fifteen years with the Lakers. <laughs> Uh, was uh, 20 seasons so retired in 89 harper uh damn it you stole mine um <laughs> you, you know all these team. names you know all these names was it was it parish hella old parish mm, well nice. done drafted by the golden state warriors in 76 uh played 14 seasons with the celtics that's what we all remember him for but retired with the bulls in 97 Mm. Mm. <laughs> 21 years Jesus. 21 years wait so he won a ring with he won a ring with them yeah. Wow. yeah that's impressive yeah uh i'm gonna go with uh oh dirk Nowitzki. dirk Nowitzki, well done uh all 20 seasons with the dallas mavericks from uh, 98 to 2019 that's 21 seasons sorry don't want to cut him short there 21 seasons there's one other guy with 21 seasons. Harper, I don't. You don't have to guess him. Jason, you're, you're just list. killing me here, man. Uh, <laughs> um, how about another jazz guy? How about Stockton? No, no, no. Uh, I think only 18 years with him. I think maybe man. 19. Okay. Uh, Jason, close this up. Wrap this up. Oh, John Stockton's 19 seasons. Yep, all with the Jazz. But that doesn't make the list. That that's not twenty. Nineteen does that's not, not 20. equal twenty. This is not. It is not twenty. It's a math heavy show this week. <laughs> I don't think this is right, but Kobe. Kobe. Twenty okay. seasons. Oh all with the Lakers. Ninety six to two thousand sixteen. Um the other guys on this list, Kevin Garnett played twenty one years. Oh Garnett. Um, that's a good one. And uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, we got that. Let's see. Uh, Jamal Crawford. Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. He's I was not going to get that one. No, one, he's two, three, one. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams. <laughs> he's sneaky on, like, if you look at, like, the all-time lists, like, he makes a lot of top 25s just because he's yeah. been around forever. Sheer longevity. He's productive. And the other one I would have taken, and the reason I was doing caveats in the beginning, is LeBron James is about to enter his 20th season okay. as well. Mm. I was trying to do I the math. I couldn't. That, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, he so, was and he be, is definitely coming back. He's going to uh, be my Carmelo, next guest, but I thought Stockton got there. Yeah, if Carmelo, so many does, if Carmelo yeah. does find a, a job, he will also be in his 20th season. But uh, okay. it's not looking good for Carmelo, just letting you know. Wait, so Haslam and LeBron came into the league at the same year? Is that what I'm Correct, and so did Carmelo, yeah. They've had okay. very similar careers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Haslam and uh, uh, LeBron won some rings together, so worked out all right. I mean, sure. I mean. <laughs> LeBron won some, won some rings. Udonis Haslam was be there. was around. <laughs> he was in close physical proximity to that happening. He Back was then, he used to come off the, the bench and, like, you know, hit people and stuff. <laughs> the closest yeah. thing I saw, well, the last thing, last thing I heard about Haslam re- recently was, I think, last year when I think he was going to hit Jimmy Butler when uh when mm. butler was was going wild in the in a huddle uh, and he said he was gonna well i think butler said he was gonna fight spolstra and haslam was gonna uh, step in but uh but shout out to, to haslam Get so that's why up. the heat are keeping him around as a bodyguard <laughs> for spolstra, for spolstra yeah. that's right. <laughs> somebody's got to protect him did we have we talked about that? I, I I watched that that uh, scrum in the heat huddle so many times. There was so much going on in such a little time. 
But yeah, Butler was it, it, just a shock on on Spolster's face. He said to clarify, he's like, "You want to fight me?" <laughs> <laughs> While he's trying to like do his job and run a huddle at the end of the game, so it was good stuff. Anyway, we got to meme that. Yeah, Gif that. Shout man. out, Jason. Congratulations on winning the boomerang. Thanks. Colson, anything else? Um, any other fun facts you got in the Sorry, in the I have subverted the show there. We had we had stuff to talk about. The, the, the big news is the schedule here. Yeah, no, the schedule. But, but uh, you know, the, uh, the, the next, the, you know, the seasons, the 2022-2023 seasons coming up. And, you know, it's fun to hear about, uh, you know, milestones that are going to get achieved in this next season. So... Um, Jason, I know that the schedule is uh, something you take a lot of uh, interest in, and uh, I'd like to just let you run away with this one. Tell us, what, do you, what did you see when the, the schedule came out this year? All right, will do. Thank you, Joey. Uh, yeah, this is my this has become my baby of a podcast every year. It's the, the little nugget that the NBA gives you in the middle of uh, no man's land in August. And apologies to all the fans who I know have been waiting with bated breath. You know, the schedule dropped a couple weeks ago, but I was traveling. I'll try to, in the future, adjust my travel schedule. I don't I don't want this happening again. <laughs> well, they don't tell you long. when the schedule's going to come out, though. I know. You know that's, that's the, the thing, whole thing, you know? right? Yeah. But I should know by now approximately when. And, uh, you know, just sit at my uh, computer refreshing the NBA's webpage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so uh, this year's schedule, once again... Uh, features 82 games, uh, which is no surprise. Very um, consistent of the NBA. Very consistent of the NBA. Uh, the first thing I do when I look at the schedule, this used to be a bigger deal, but I would count the number of back-to-backs that we have. Uh, this year we have a total of 14 back-to-backs, which is reasonable, and I imagine amongst league average. I didn't actually take the time to look that up, but is much better than the uh, 20 to 21 we used to have back in the day. Uh, the next thing I look at is road trips. And this year, what is interesting about this mm. uh, schedule this year is is you're going to see lots of road trips and lots of home stands. Like, so actual travel days, uh, I mean, I guess we, there's less ping-ponging between Indianapolis and other cities, I guess. So once we go on the road and we stay on the road, and when we're home, we just stay home for a while, which I think will be actually a benefit for a young team to have these long home stands, uh, get a little bit more practice time in. Anyway, so we have five road trips. I define a road trip of three or more games uh, consecutive on the road. The first, uh, almost right out of the gate, end of October, uh, October 24th to the 31st, is a five-gamer, Philly, Chicago, Washington, Brooklyn, and Brooklyn. So that's kind of nice. Oh, that Brooklyn. Chill in Brooklyn. Yep. Then... A thing I don't think I've ever seen. I've been watching the Pacers since I was six years old, probably, and cognizant of things going on probably since I was, like, 11. The Pacers this year have a seven-game road trip, which I have never heard of. Got the circus coming to town or something? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's the kind of thing the Spurs used to do for the circus, but we've never had to do this. Uh, Starting November 27th to... December 7th uh, at LA Clippers at LA Lakers. That's a back-to-back at Sacramento at Utah at Portland at Golden State. That's a back-to-back and then at Minnesota. So we kind of work our way back. So we go from West coast to central time at least. So it's like a, not a full sweep uh, jet lag situation. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We got a, a quick three gamer uh, at the end of December: Boston, Miami, New Orleans. Uh, then in January we've got a four gamer: Milwaukee, Oklahoma City, Denver, and Phoenix, which is a back-to-back and perhaps the most brutal back-to-back uh, of the schedule. Uh, and then the last road trip is spanning the end of March to the beginning of April. It's a five gamer, all in the Eastern Conference five-game Eastern Conference road trip at Charlotte, at Toronto, at Boston, at Atlanta. Those are a back-to-back. And then at Cleveland. Uh, oh, then, uh, okay, sorry. Did I miss one? 
Well, no. Um, yeah, that's. I'm not. I have a different schedule. I'm, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I have those four games, but then at Cleveland on Sunday, April. 2nd. Oh, I messed that up. Sorry. Yeah, that's a four gamer. Take that at Cleveland away. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. At Charlotte, at Toronto, at Boston, at Atlanta. But I think you did miss the at Orlando, at Dallas, at San Antonio, at Chicago in the middle of February. Okay, yep. You're right, I did. I I tried looking at the schedule a different way this year, and it did not work for me. I looked at like a calendar (laughs) of like months. I figured it would be easier. Yeah, but the well, way that no, I mean, the one that I found laid it out in a weird way, so I apologize. Uh, there's that. also uh, at Detroit, at Detroit, and at Milwaukee. It's a weird um, road trip. Middle of March. He's oh, at man. at games. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, I agree. These things are weird. I'm gonna call those the. I'm gonna call those the uh, the, the the Star Wars road trips because there's at ats. <laughs> mm, nice. nice. I like that. That's good. I like it. Uh, you know what? I like that, but it makes sense. So oh, I don't know. My if bad. It's... My bad. Colson, you want to fix it? <laughs> right. Should we call that Star Trek? Not make sense. <laughs> yeah, Star Trek. <laughs> Star Wars makes me think of Star Trek. <laughs> Did you call it the gummy bear or something? <laughs> so we've got the Brooklyn at at, and we've got the Detroit at at, and what was the other one that was the at at? Was there another one? Was that it? I, th- I just I think saw those two. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we have the at at LA, if you want to count right. that. Oh yeah, you yeah. Play two different. But LA that usually teams. happens every year, though. I mean, nowadays it does, but yeah, that's a new phenomenon. Yeah, so. since they've tried to make us travel less. Yeah, because the NBA is so green. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, so all you right. said five. It's actually seven. It's actually seven. Uh, yeah. Apologies. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see if I did any better on the home stance, which is a new feature. <laughs> of my schedule analysis. I have seven home stands of at least three Ooh, games. Nice. Ooh, okay. Uh, start the season off with a, a home stand, Washington, San Antonio, and Detroit. Sweep. And, uh, yeah, I, real sweep there. I'm telling you, start the season. Yeah, and spoiler alert, that's as easy as the schedule gets. Oh. For the, the entire season. I just, I just uh, we're done, We were just playing those three teams the whole year. <laughs> exactly. Then uh, in late in early november we have a miami new orleans denver toronto situation uh later in november we have orlando orlando minnesota brooklyn uh december a washington brooklyn miami golden state uh spanning the new year uh atlanta cleveland clippers toronto uh in february a lakers uh sacramento cleveland and then to cl- not quite to close out the season, I don't think, but um, Dallas, Milwaukee, OKC at the end of March. Okay, so that's the those are the road trips and the home stands, and all of those road trips you can count as like pretty tough ones, especially the seven gamer, um, which is the beginning. So that now I look at like sort of tough stretches of games, regardless of home road situation. I came up with three particularly tough stretches. Uh, the first begins with that road, that seven-game road trip, and then we come back and the uh, w- which which spans the end of November and beginning of December. Turns out the remainder of December is just freaking horrible for us, um, and then all the way into the beginning of of January, <laughs> all the way to January sixth. So I'll do a, as quick a rundown as I can. So we do that seven-gamer. We come home, we get to play Washington, so that's nice. But then. Brooklyn, Miami, Golden State. Those are like title contending teams. Then we go at Cleveland. We get a break. We get to play the Knicks. Then we go at Boston, at Miami, at New Orleans. That's another playoff team. Home to Atlanta, Cleveland, the Clippers, Toronto. Those are all playoff teams. At Philly, home to Portland, who should be better this year. They weren't a playoff team last year, but should be better this year. That is a a just absolutely brutal stretch of basketball that lasts an entire month. <laughs> so, uh, Jason, <clears throat> I saw this uh, immediately as well. So I included the um, right before the, the seven-game road trip, we also play uh, at our house Minnesota and Brooklyn, both playoff yep. teams. Yep. Um, sure. So I've got a, a 23-game stretch. We only play three non-playoff teams, and I'm calling it put us in a holiday season. 
because it's from Thanksgiving to New Year's, right after New Year's. Yeah, that's pretty good. They do got us traveling around all the holidays. Are we traveling on Thanksgiving yep. too? Uh, no, we're yes. home for Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Oh, we are. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. We have the twenty fourth is Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do we have the Chicago game at home after we're not Thanksgiving? No. Um, That's usually we, we are do. on the road for Christmas, however. Yeah, but we've got a game on the 26th, so we'll have something to watch day after Christmas. Yeah, true. True. exactly. Okay, second tough stretch that I identified. So we, we went all the way to the 6th in that previous uh, 6th of January, if you all remember. We get a little bit of a breather, two games. <laughs> we play Charlotte and New York. And then we play this stretch of basketball where we play Atlanta, Memphis, Milwaukee, get a break with OKC, Denver, Phoenix, and Chicago, get a break with Orlando, Milwaukee. But it's on the second night of a back-to-back. Second night of a back-to-back, right. Milwaukee, Lakers, Kings, Cleveland, Miami, Phoenix, and then we have a back-to-back against Washington on the road. Uh, that's pretty rough. That's yeah. a pretty rough stretch. And Memphis already You could in keep there going too. if you wanted yeah. to, but that's like basically going into the All-Star break. Uh, and then the last super tough stretch that I identified, and I'm sure Colson will correct me, was in, to end March. So starting on the 16th, we play Milwaukee, Philly, uh, little break with Charlotte, potentially Toronto, Boston, Atlanta, Dallas, Milwaukee. God. Which that's a, those are like, it's a we play, yeah. uh, yeah, <laughs> bookended by Milwaukee. And then we play one, two, three, four, five, no, one, two, three, four playoff teams in that stretch, which is brutal. Silver lining. There are some easy stretches in here. And I think the Pacers really need to take advantage of these. If we're going to have any hope of being, uh, above 30 wins, I think. That first, those first three games are almost must-win games. <laughs> uh, no, no pressure. Be- beginning of November, before the uh, d- what is it? Dig us a holiday season. Uh, put, put us in a holiday. Put us season. in a holiday season. <laughs> before that, there's a nice little stretch of Charlotte, Houston, Orlando, Orlando, and then oh, and actually from November fourth to the twenty-fifth, we have eight of ten games at home which is nice. We have another stretch of seven of nine at home in February. Uh, however, the aforementioned very tough stretch is also included in that. Uh, in March, we have a little breather. Where to go? March 9th, Houston, Detroit, Detroit. That's a nice one. You'll notice these uh, easy stretches are a lot shorter. Real short. <laughs> <laughs> and then to end the season, I like our ending of the season, New York, Detroit, New York. Uh, well, you could also, you can include, I mean, I know it's add Cleveland, but then you've got uh, uh, well, Oklahoma OKC, City. Cleveland, yeah, yeah, New York, Detroit. Yep, you're right. So I let's make that a five-game easy stretch to the end of the season. Sure, that's nice. We can coast it in. Yep, just uh, mosey right into the playoffs. Sorry, we do have one ESPN game. Uh, it's the at Washington game on October 28th. Is it that one? Yeah. 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 That should be setting ratings records around the country. Yeah. It's a, unfortunately driving up the price of my tickets, basically. <laughs> uh, and then we have three NBA TV games. I didn't mark down which ones they were, but they're sprinkled throughout the season. Yeah, they are Halloween at Brooklyn, December 4th. At Rip City and March 24th in Beantown. Okay. Gotcha. So it was interesting. At first glance, when I looked at the schedule, I was like, oh, okay, sure. But then as I dug into it, it I, this is a pretty brutal schedule, I think. It, especially given the fact that we're not going to be that good of a team. <laughs> like, but I will say, the the, the thing that I, I mentioned before that I do like is that we have all the we have seven of these home stands of at least three games. And those are real nice. Coaches love those, especially with young teams, because that means you have days off where you don't have to travel in between games. So you get to practice. And I think that will be huge for this team. So I think we're going to see sort of 
fits and spurts of improvement in these time periods between these homestands where we actually get to like practice and and learn some things and play together and in addition to the rest without travel uh you know coaches often talk about um that western road swing uh being a time for a team to bond um this comes fairly early in the season and granted it's seven games maybe at the the end of this we'll all want to murder each other but um maybe there's a chance that you know there could be some bonding going on during that western road swing in late november early december yeah especially if we can pull off a couple nice wins or something you know i have no uh fancies that we're gonna go 500 above 500 on that stretch but if we can win two games it's like any of those is a good those are good wins yeah we might be able to pick off utah yeah, yeah maybe we sacramento should, should be able to, uh, I, mean, I you gotta get sacramento right yeah he'll halliburton go nuts are there any uh any any four games in five nights zero four games in five nights yeah, nice. I saw. I found some four games in six nights, but that's I don't know. We've got a, a couple five and sevens, um, okay. which are pretty but tough. But yeah. no four and five. Yeah, yeah. Although we've got one of those four and sixes to start the season from the twenty first to the twenty sixth of October. Yeah. yeah, but it's okay. We're young. That's true. That's true. Um, true. So. Uh, the way that I looked at this, um, the beginning of this uh, season, the first 16 games, uh, we have nine home games and seven road. Um, and yes, they're all difficult because we're not a very good team. But I looked at it and I thought, maybe we surprise our, uh, you know, maybe we play better than, than Vegas wants us to believe or what the media wants us to believe. And, uh, you know, we win those first three games, we get some confidence can we play 500 ball or a little bit above 500 ball going into Thanksgiving? And then we hit that stretch. And so here's my theory. I've got a conspiracy theory. Okay. Hmm. So follow me on this. Is it a conspiracy if a group of people who are on a team explicitly combine to try and achieve the same? No, 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 no. I think this is a league uh, conspiracy. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So I think the league was like, they looked at that same start of the schedule and they went, this team could, you know, has a chance to fight for a playoff spot 16 games in, they could start thinking they're decent, right? So we need to crush that. <laughs> and oh, then we what? need, so so that by the time uh, the, and this, this uh, you know, this goes through January, so that by the time the um, uh, trade deadline comes around in early February, um, they're in shambles. They're ready to start giving pieces off to the Lakers and give them a chance sure. to, to get better. Now it gets, it gets better. It, you think that's a small conspiracy. It's, it's deeper than that. Not only do they think, Hey, maybe we can get miles Turner and buddy healed to the Lakers at the, at the uh, trade deadline. So maybe LeBron could actually make a run and that's good for uh, media. I think they also want the Pacers to decide to tank about mid uh, January so that they can get, a top three pick because mm. next season the Pacers hold the all-star game and mm. they're going to want something to show off for the league with the Pacers. They want the Pacers to have something exciting going on with them in Indianapolis. So I think we're going to get a top three pick uh, in the off season based on this schedule and the all-star game being in Annapolis. That's my new conspiracy theory. You don't think Westbrook is going to be enough for the all-star game? <laughs> I'm not, we're not having that conversation. I'm just telling you, this is brutal stretch. This is a brutal 23-game stretch, even if we were one of the top teams in the NBA. From yeah, Thanksgiving yeah, yeah. to, to the, right after the New Year. like that's. I mean, right. even if we were a top NBA team, this is brutal. And I think they just want to take us out at our knees early on, but, so, so that we tank. So you think that they you think they weaponize schedule. the, yeah, yes. the to, schedule to minimize parity in their sport? Team. Yes, yes. They they want teams okay. tanking now. Apparently. I mean, so that the Lakers get better so far players ahead. Yeah, exactly. And, 
Yeah, and that we get a top pick so that we have somebody to celebrate during the All-Star game, which we'll all be present for. So this is 40, 5D, 60 chess they're yes. playing. Yeah. It seems yeah. like. Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of D. It's my theory. It's my theory. I will take <laughs> that sacrifice. If that's what it takes for the Pacers <laughs> to get a top three pick and get super exciting for the next decade, I'm, I'm in. Okay. I'll suffer through this. It's going to be a hard season anyway, guys, like wins-wise. It's going to be a really fun team to watch. I stand by yeah. that. I think they'll be um, – I'm actually very excited for this season. Yeah. Um, but they're going to be fun. They're yeah, going to play the, hard. The wins are going to be few and far between, I think. That's possible. You know, a lot of these teams, too, may not be as good as, you know. Sure. sure. <laughs> right? Who knows where Brooklyn's going to be in a month, right? I mean – Yeah. Durant's coming back. Is Durant playing? I, who who knows? Things can things can change quickly out there in the NBA landscape. Yeah, chemistry matters a lot. Injuries matter a lot. Like there's there's going to be a ton of stuff that we can't know. For I sure. mean, and everybody else has schedule situations as well. Yeah. Right? So we it's might just, be hitting you know, a lot of these teams on second nights of back to backs or something like that. You know. So and when you're in the bottom third, you know every you know two thirds of the teams just don't look beatable to you, right? Right. Schedule looks tough. (laughs) That's a good point. Well, you know, one of the things that I I was looking at was the the last, oh, I I don't know, uh, 25 games of the season. And it's tough. But if we're playing good basketball at that point, I think we could play near 500 basketball or at least 400 basketball um, in that that last 20, you know, the last. It's got to ease up at some point if that. Right quarter of the season is is as brutal as it is for that stretch then but my only my only question is get easier at some point you know my only question is are we going to be playing our best basketball at that point or are we going to be trying to tank because we've already been just destroyed and demolished by the you know holiday season by the league yeah the conspiracy theory of the league wouldn't, wouldn't they want the hard part at the end then no, they want no. They want us to be broken before the trade deadline because they want us to trade all our good players to better teams. I mean, we're already trading those people. No, not right now. Not right now. We're 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 not going to do it. I've I've uh, I've talked to. Right, should to, we just uh, transition I, I, to this I was, topic now? I was tweeting with Pritchard. We're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was tweeting, tweeting with at Pritchard. Pritchard. But... <laughs> 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 So I okay. I'll just break this. My my um. I I did a rant on our Skype. I got a little nervous. Um and uh, Slack Slack Slack. Whatever we whatever we do with the. You're currently no, ranting on Skype. You previously ranted if, on if Slack. If you want to be privy to these rants, you should. You need to sign up for Patreon. Patreon.com. Get access. That's to right. Exactly. Undebatables. Um, it was, it's, it's more than a screen long. You have to scroll down to read through all of it. It's nonsense. But, um, so basically what happened is that, um, Utah jazz, uh, <laughs> traded for Patrick Beverly, uh, <laughs> traded Patrick Beverly to the, uh, Lakers. And so the media, uh, got back on track, which is they can't have Westbrook on this team. We've all known that the Lakers are trying to move Westbrook and they've been trying to move Westbrook for the whole off season. Uh, but now that they're bringing in Patrick Beverly, who is uh, Westbrook's what uh, nemesis, they've had on court fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had Beverly, fights. yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't like each other at all, and so if you're going to bring in Beverly, you've got to move Westbrook. And so everybody goes, "Oh, well, good. We'll just do that uh, Pacer trade where we get uh, uh, Buddy Heald and uh, Turner and two uh, first round draft picks in 2027 and 29. Um, those are the only draft picks they can trade at this point. The rumors are that the Lakers won't do it because they don't want to move both of those draft picks. And that's what the Lakers, or that's what the Pacers are demanding. Now, all of this is just in my head, conflated media noise and, um, Lakers fans, uh, wishful thinking, but it got me real nervous because none of this makes sense to me. The only everybody keeps saying the reason this would make sense is we would get two draft picks and we could tank, but we're already tanking. We we don't need to save money. We're already fifteen million below the cap floor. We don't need to cut Wessel Rusbrook or let him sit on our you know bench for a year either. Like it, none of it makes sense to me. I don't understand why it's it's all over the internet and it's really scaring me. 
Well, so what makes sense about it is if your plan as a Pacers organization is to reboot and collect assets, then first-round draft picks, regardless of how far they are down the road, are very important assets. Not only from the perspective of we could potentially be making those picks, but now they're in our arsenal as assets that can be used as trade fodder in the future, right? So those can be weaponized two years from now. Like, let's say two years from now, we have the best young backcourt in basketball in Halliburton and Matt Matherin, and we need, you know, XYZ um, player from a team that is wanting to tank at that point. We need Chet Holmgren after he's recovered from his Liz Fank injury or whatever. So we trade those first-round draft picks for that. And the, the uh, salary cap savings is neg- it's no different than it is now because we have to pay the salary floor as it is, right? So it's not like we're saving extra salary cap, but still being – I'm sure that uh, Mel Simon is very interested in, in paying as little as he possibly can during this stretch while we are rebuilding. Is that, Harper, what do you think? Is that yeah? Rebuild equals draft picks. Good. Yeah, for sure. Right. So that's the logic behind it. I don't know that it's so tur- something. So I Turner would and Heald but... threaten to win us extra games, and so if we're trying to tank, then getting rid of those guys would be useful. I mean, they're just. Correct. I mean, well, that and you know, part of part of being in a rebuild is the admission that our current pieces aren't going to get us where we're trying to go. That's right. Well, right, but again. Um, you know, Turner didn't play all the end of last year. You know, that's one of the ways that we tanked. We traded away Sabonis because Turner was injured or maybe because we wanted to devote the Turner more time at center or whatever we decided on. Um, we've not seen what that looks like. We've not seen a pick and roll with with uh, Halliburton and Turner. Um, you know, we it, it could be very good. Uh, he He's the guy that uh, runs our defense and... Um, we were miserable defensively last year, so it'd be nice to have him back because at least what Pacer fans are used to is a team that's defensively sound, um, and it's not fun to watch guys that don't, you know, play defense. In my head, yeah. I mean, he only played forty-seven games the year before that. I mean, he he has yeah. injury problems, right? And you know, if you're only playing half the games in a season, you're not going to take a team from, you know bottom third to top third in terms of defensive efficiency unfortunately right yeah to me though the thing that makes the most sense here is if we trade and then buy him out like i I'm, oh yeah no and we i'm don't curious, want him on our team. i'm curious to hear what you guys think i don't want russell westbrook hanging no. out with tyrese halliburton no he's not allowed or to do anyone that. no or anyone on our team yeah I'm, I, I, he's not allowed to hang out with pritchard <laughs> pritchard <laughs> No, but see, but see, I do what he has to whole... be a hard work ethic guy, though. So I wonder if that's something like that is worth because because one of your arguments, Colson, is that part of the reason for keeping Turner and Heald around is not only for the aforementioned defensive um, prowess, but also of, of Turner and the shooting of Heald and veteranship. Yeah, right. To teach these young players how to play basketball, right? Well, and and how to how to. T- to you know, uh, deal with themselves off the court. How to you know? I think about Turner is the only guy left from that that team in 2017, 2018 that had this great chemistry that was greater than the sum of its parts, and we wanted to build on that and build um, a franchise on the idea that that you know we take care of our players and our players take care of each other and all this stuff. And Turner's the only guy left, <laughs> you know, and so. Uh, it'd be nice for him to sort of be able to sort of impart some of that that joy or that camaraderie or, you know, that pass first mentality or sacrifice for each other idea, you know. And if we don't have him, then we're starting from scratch, I guess, is what I'm, I feel like. No, that's only true until we resign Lance. Well, true. But it hasn't happened yet. Thank you. Hashtag Big Mac Lance. Despite how many tweets you've sent over. Oh yeah, we do need to get every, all uh, uh, undefeated nation needs to hashtag bring back Lance. We just need to do that. Yeah, or la- uh, and Lance for press. 
I think that's uh, another hashtag. Joey, do you have a strong opinion of of whether or not you would like um, to execute a Russell Rushbrook trade? I mean, I guess like the yeah, just sort of the the locker rooms don't seem better after he's <laughs> in those locker rooms, and um, I don't like the on court. You know, he, I guess like you know my my feeling for him for the last several years has been like you know his numbers are great. There's teams are bad. Like I, you know, I don't, you don't want him on my sure. team. Like congrats. You can, you can soak up a bunch of numbers and you can average a triple double and that's really great for you, but I don't cheer for the player. You know, I'm sure that you for the team. All right. So it seems like we're all uh, in favor of so. a trade. If we do it trade and then buy him out, would you guys do that? Okay, uh, you could, I mean, you could just pay him to stay home. You'd be fine What's with that. What's the too. point of buying him out? I guess is my point. Yeah, like, why are you spending money. Simon's money? No, you're spending Simon's money, right? F- for what reason? Yeah, you can just pay him to stay home. You could do that. I mean, so the reasons to buy him out would be: I think it's you can potentially save some money, like you agree to the if he's willing to if he's agreeing to it. Right. You know? Right. 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 And it's doing the it's well, doing the player a solid because right? it allows because yeah. Russell Westbrook thinks he's still good and wants to play basketball. So like, where is he going to play basketball? I don't know. But Somebody will pay him yeah. to play. That is not going to be a problem. That's for him, for him and his agent to figure out. But yeah. like, yeah, okay. So I mean, we're going to give him what thirty five uh, million dollars of his forty seven million to go home. Like right. we and we don't exactly. have a player and we've lost two more players for that i mean i don't still understand it's not even worth it because what are we gonna do with the cap space we have cap space right now and there's nothing to do it's with not it. about the cap space no. it's about the two draft picks it's about, about the two first round draft picks that's all it's about my my one question with him is if if we were to sign him it's a spectacle you know would it be worth butts in the seats to to get him out there like you'd you get money at the gate. There'd be TV money probably with that too. Is that something that is going to be enough to move the needle to even suit him up? Or well, you make whatever. a good point. I mean, would ownership want to try to see if they could sell some tickets on his name, even if it destroys the locker room? I would hope that Pritchard could Pritchard and Buchanan could talk any sense of that out of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what what the uh, how many jerseys. Russell Westbrook is selling these days. Like, Probably more than uh, who else is on our team? Goga. <laughs> well, slightly more than Goga. Yeah. yeah. Would you do it, Harper? What do you think? Uh, I, I mean, there's certainly some outside chance that the Lakers just kerplode in that time frame and those end up being pretty good draft picks. But my suspicion is that you're right, that those would get translated into something else before then anyway, unless that was in the offing. I don't, I mean, it's not a great trade. There's a reason that we haven't pulled the trigger on something like it. I suspect that the offers are out there because they will do, you know, just about anything to offload Westbrook. And yep. before it's all said and done, they might they might cough up that other draft pick as well. I, I mean, I suspect, yep. you know, I, I suspect that we, we, we would have to think long and hard about that. And probably the reason that's out there is because we did ask for both. Well, also, isn't there a better deal? If we want to trade Miles Turner, don't you think we get a draft pick and and a young prospect back? Like, I mean, I feel like there's better deals for, you know, like, or, or for Buddy Heald. We've, like, you could get a more, uh, uh, yeah. We've been trying to trade Turner for three years, man. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that this works is because the price of acquiring uh, Russell Westbrook is a minimum of a first-round draft pick. And it seems like people are trying to drive the hard bargain of two. And so the way I see this playing out is it's going to go until the trade deadline. And then... I just don't know why you give up like two serviceable like. role players on a team that needs veterans for draft picks that you're never going to see. But, but we, don't need, yes. we don't need veterans. We're what do we need veterans... That- for locker room cohesiveness. So, so again, what what do we what do we do? Right, so, let I think this is what the schedule podcast should be about. Are we tanking? What's our what are we supposed to win this season? What does it look like when you look at this? What are we doing? We're rebuilding. This is not look good to me. We are in a okay. rebuilding year. I, I think we're in the twenty five to thirty win range. I think we're probably in thirty to thirty five because I really like our young kids. But I mean, I know I'm optimistic. Sure. 
I think the goal, I think the number that they're writing on the board is 35. Probably. Okay. Vegas has us at twenty four point five. Yeah, so twenty five, thirty, thirty five is the 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 low middle high in the organization right now. Yeah, yeah, and I and I so. think if we take advantage of that last twenty five games, like I mentioned before, I think thirty five is reachable. I think if we intentionally tra- tank and and you know everybody's got a tweet hamstring on the end, I think we're closer to you know twenty seven wins. Sounds about right. But you're, but you're over. Everybody's oh, over. Yeah. It sounds Put like. all your money on Vegas. On Pacers over. <laughs> the financial advice of the Undebeatables is not uh, to be relied upon, nor are we yeah. liable for any losses <laughs> that you may incur. So, uh, Harvard, you sent you sent out that, that you, uh, will you thought we were what was our, our our low middle high was what thirty two. 37, Yeah, I, I said several shows ago, 32, 37, 42. That's why I was, you know, I know I'm optimistic. So we're kind of in that range, though, if you say 35 is the high end, right? I mean, like, you haven't changed your opinion that much. It would be a minor miracle for us to get to 42 at this point. Yeah, yeah, but, you know. I mean, 42 is the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, like if you most, 42, most likely, right? But, you know, on some level, if you're going out and trying to compete, you know, there should always be some scenario where you go at least 500, right? That's just like sort of a, a baseline belief for me. Um, sure. Are we, if we're competing. I shouldn't say playoffs, play in. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't, you know, Miles Turner and Buddy Heald don't like drastically change my math either way. <laughs> I mean, I, I think them versus... I mean, if you trade him away for Westbrook and then cut Westbrook and bring in two G League guys, I think that is a five game difference. I mean, we've got. You know? ton- I mean, we've got tons of guys. They're just no, projects. We don't. we don't have a ton of guys. I mean, we just traded like six guys from Boston. Like that's a pretty good organization. We think some of those guys will shake out. We like Goga. He's played pretty well for us for stretches. Like Miles Turner is not going to win us a championship, and that's not going to be a part of our future. Like it's just it's not. Right. So right. if I mean, you can, the, the guy, the guy has been here his entire career and I feel like he's a piece on a good defensive team. And if he's willing to stick it and now granted his contract comes at the end of next year. Yeah. But I mean, if he wants to stick it out, then I feel like he is a piece on a good team. But, but, but the goal of the before. rebuild is not to become a good team, right? That, that's not what we're, that's not the goal, right? When you go into this not right now, you're trying to create a lasting legacy franchise, right? I mean, I've just we've I've never dealt with this before as a fan, so I don't really I I I'm not sure. I mean, we've always been competitive, and our worst years are like you know 35 wins. Like I just I don't. Last year I thought would be a one-off, and now I'm looking at the schedule going. There's no way this is a one-off. This is we're also losing all the games this year too. And I it's at least a two-off. And it's like. Yeah, will this team be fun to root for? Sure. Are we looking for what's good on this team and what what matters moving forward? I I just don't know if getting rid of Turner is the answer to any you know I mean outside of getting worse. I I, I don't know. I mean, I how, how many wins do you doing. think it costs us to trade Turner? Five. I mean, that's uh, that's like probably three or four draft pick positions. Like that probably matters. Yeah. So you're saying if you were to play a full season, you think he's worth ten wins? Yeah, like in a good like that seems pretty optimistic to me. No, no, I'm, I'm saying he's going to he play forty games healthy. for us, right? <laughs> I'm saying he's worth five wins if he's healthy. I think he is. I, I, for even, a full even season, even if he plays fifty games, fifty-five games, I think he is. I think because otherwise this team doesn't have a defensive core. It just doesn't. And I think that matters. I, I mean, I, you, you don't know that to be the case, though, right? I mean, we drafted a guy who plays defense. Um, we know we got, you know, some young talent who can who can play on the other side of the ball. And, you know, I our love Isaiah play, Jackson's switchability. Like, I mean, there, yeah, there's stuff that there's there's. But the thing is, is young guys take a long time to understand the, the defense in the NBA. And Turner knows how to do sure. it. So why not let him teach the guys how to do it, at least for a season? Like I just, I think they will. Probably. I think they'll let him teach him until they all until they yeah, <laughs> right. And I, I yeah. think Chris Duarte is a very talented defensive player. That way, no. you get kind of th- the best of both worlds, yeah. right? <laughs> In some level. All right, I'm just not, I'm not real happy about 
Trade and Turner. It's all. I, I mean, it's not something to be super excited about, right? I mean, he's a you know a fan favorite, a guy we've had around for years, and yeah, we we, we he, all like Turner. He's he's a warrior for the team. He he's 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 one of the guys with the, uh, you know, he's got the the section the Turner's block or whatever, you know. He, sure. he goes he's for backpacks. Block party. Block party. You know. All right. Well, I think we solved. You have a, a, way more schedule information uh, than you need in your life, Undebeatable fans, and uh, Colson certainly has concerns. We will keep you posted on this Miles Turner trade rumor. Yeah, situation. we probably should just rename our, co- our our pod the the Turner trade rumor corner or something. It's, feels like what being a Pacer fan is. <laughs> oh no, it's just always been like that. One thing that I don't know if we mentioned is that the preseason starts October 5th, and there's four games this year uh, playing Charlotte, New York, New York, and Houston. The first two are away, and the second two are at home. So first game in the in the field house will be October 12th against the Knicks, and then the first regular season game October 19th at home against the Wizards. So get ready. October for some uh, Pacer basketball in the Fieldhouse. I'm concerned though with the with the season starting and the way things are going in my household. I think that my baby is going to be able to walk before before the season uh, starts. So, so baby race ineligible. He's probably going to be ineligible. I mean, can you like just like rubber band his ankles together or something <laughs> so that he can't practice for a few weeks? He's a what? He's he is a <laughs> wild child. Make him make him like a mermaid. <laughs> it's like a, this is this is uh, we can probably bordering very much too closely into football. <laughs> That was my first thought, but even I no. deemed that too cool. Uh, I, my th- first thought was kneecapping, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, maybe you could just, like, feed him a lot before he goes to the game, and so then he just doesn't have the, the, yeah. the strength to hold himself up. <laughs> but then he'll be, crawl. like, center mass. He'll just be, like... <laughs> It's like up on his belly, can't reach. <laughs> well, he's not gonna win. But, uh, yeah. At least he can participate. Oh, we're not going there to win. What if you're going? going if you're not going to win, what are you even doing, Joe? We're we're going to just steal the show. If it's by if it's by winning or if it's by you know being adorable, being adorable, or or if by it's by, <laughs> by outright cheating. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do? Any, disqualify any, uh, him? You can't disqualify a child. I know they when they when they get a close up on his cute little face. Right. No, what are they going to no take way. away the trophy? I mean, come on, that's yeah. not cool. Or yeah, the million true. dollar prize that I assume comes with winning a baby race. Easy, I'm going to take that more seriously. My bad. Mm. <laughs> and to rethink that ankle rubber band idea I had, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, team. Well, I think uh, it's probably a, as good a time as any to get out of here. I'd like to thank you for listening. And uh, uh, as, as John had mentioned, we'll be you know ramping up the, uh, the season coming up here soon. Uh, we've got yeah, the... Uh, the cycle of uh, of uh, undebatables uh, preseason uh, shows that we always do, so we'll be getting into those here uh, coming up soon. Um, until then, you can find us on social media. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at undebatables, specifically at John Cole. Is that right, John? I, I don't. I don't know how Twitter works. Ugh. Um, but you are tweeting at people. Uh, hopefully, I'm making them. How... Yeah, hopefully, I'm, I'm I'm making change with that. That's how change works, right? By hashtags, that is correct. <laughs> uh, we're on Facebook.com/slash/TheUndebeatables. 
Our website, theunbeatables.com. You can find us there. And there's a contact form there. You can send us a message. And we have an email. Shout out at theunbeatables.com. And we've got uh, t-shirts on the website slash store. For our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sucklenard, and for the architect, Donnie Walsh, I'm a little, I'm a little rusty. It's, we've had an off season. It's off season, yeah. 600 bitches. <laughs> Turn out the lights. The party's over. Your sign off and your song were really at odds there. I know. Also, yeah. it sounds weird when you yell 600 bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear the comma in there, man. What's got going on over there? <laughs> it's 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 a Saturday night in Asheville. What else do yeah. you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs>